Welcome to San Diego News Fix, The Backstory. I'm Luis Cruz. Every week on this podcast, we discuss how decisions in our newsroom are made and tackle important questions about journalism ethics. Today, we're discussing how Union Tribune reporters and editors cover protests and demonstrations. Joining me today are Enterprise Team Editor Christina Davis, Saturday Editor Lindsay Winkley, Managing Editor Laura Sacalo, and we begin with Editor and Publisher Jeff Light. Jeff? Okay, thank you, uh, Luis. Um, so uh, this weekend's or this uh, this week's topic, covering live events, really touches on uh, the fundamentals of journalism and um, a little more complex topic than than I think it might first appear. So I wanted to start with Christina Davis, who for uh, years has been our uh, uh, editor, running live coverage uh, on the weekends. And one of the things that Christina uh, does every week is sort through what we're going to cover uh, uh, live on the weekend. Um, And this weekend, Christina, there are national marches against gun violence and marches uh, in some different spots in San Diego against gun violence. And uh, we're planning on covering those. Um, And I want to get into a little bit of of why, but I guess first the bigger question, how is it that you decide what gets covered and what doesn't get covered? Yeah, so, um, you know, that's always the big question every week, you know, in midweek when I'm coming through all the events, um, it's definitely not a science. I would say it's a little bit more of an art um, and I'm always uh, running things by other people to get input. um, So it's not Uh, Just me, you know, making these decisions every single week. And that is very helpful. Um, We uh, count on our reporters, our sources, and the community around us to let us know of important events that are happening. Um, You know, we love it when uh, people are constantly sending the press releases in and just the emails. We're coming through social media. um, And we only have on Saturdays, two to three reporters um, to cover anything that happens live. That's from breaking news, uh, homicides, fires, to the community events that we'll cover, um, to much bigger uh, live events that might land on the front page. Um, So, you know, we always have to take that into account. Um, You know, what are... What are the most important kind of biggest things? Where are the most people going to be? You know, is there an event happening where there's thousands and thousands of people like uh, at a Comic Con, let's say, you know, we should probably be there. That's kind of the big thing going on in San Diego that particular day. Um, and I'm also trying to balance it with, you know, what are the what are the events that really speak to uh, community in San Diego, to certain neighborhoods? Um, you know, sometimes just the kind of sweet little stories that we'll find um, on Saturdays and uh, we'll try to balance all that out. Um, so, you know, this Saturday, yeah, they've, they've got national marches um, all over the place protesting gun violence. And there's, I think, three different events, at least here in San Diego County um, that are tied into that. So, I mean, this is kind of an obvious cover, right? We're, we're obviously going to be there. Um and uh, the other event that we're going to cover, I think, is a little bit more of a community event, kind of a nicer feature. Um, 
and hopefully if breaking news happens too, sometimes we have to scratch our plans and we have to just put our reporters on the breaking news, you know, the plane crashing into the house or whatever like that. Um, so I hope that answers your question a little bit on, on how, how we choose. And I'm always asking you guys in the meetings too, like, okay, we have five different events and I don't know what to do. What do you guys think? Right, 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 right. Well, it's, it's a, a, a process of comparing apples and oranges, like uh, all shopping in a way, but um, um, talk to me just a little bit about the numbers. So I think the gun violence story is compelling and important in many ways. Uh, if there were a, a, a protest and one person turned up, uh, that actually might be an interesting story. But typically there is something about the scale, especially when we're dealing with um, uh, political agendas, right? The, the point of this demonstration, like many of the ones that we cover, is to raise awareness and rally people to a cause, right? So uh, how do you think about the numbers? Yeah, so, so just looking at protests and demonstrations in particular, um, there is a lot that we have to weigh on whether we send a reporter to it or whether we send just a photographer to it, maybe to kind of, or a reporter just to keep, kind of keep an eye on it, you know, see if it turns into something um, big. But, you know, I think the, the first thing that we consider is just the kind of the news value, I guess, of it. Um, is this something that is really right now at the forefront of the local or the national conversation? um that's kind of new um or or that you know there there's just something immediate kind of about the issue um which i would argue you know all of those things are with this gun violence uh issue right now especially you know in the wake of these uh just recent mass shootings but um and what you know what our uh, political body might do about them um there's a lot of other protests uh that Maybe we've already covered them like four or five times. Um, you know, things kind of start getting a little stale, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, we look at maybe the, the number of people that might come. I'm sure there's going to be several thousand at, at this one um, Saturday between the events. Um, but, you know, there might be another gun violence protest um, where, you know, on another day that isn't tied to any kind of national action where, you know, you got maybe 12 people kind of picketing on a street corner. We're not going to cover every 12 people picketing on a street corner. You know, we just can't, we don't have the resources for it. Um, you know, there was a time when um, there was a smallish group um, protesting, I think almost every single weekend um, out at Del Mar um, against the gun shows. Uh, when that was a big issue a couple of years ago, um, there was efforts to get, uh, you know, the gun shows um, out of Del Mar fairgrounds. Um, we covered a couple of those, um, but we weren't out there every week. Um, there's there's other uh, issues, you know, protests where maybe we'll send a, a photographer reporter by, like I said, and maybe like, you know, maybe yeah, there's about a dozen or two dozen people out there and we kind of decide not to note it, or maybe we just write something small and just kind of note that it happened. Um, and like you said, I guess you know, I, I, I can think of a couple instances where the issue was so kind of big or something, but there were very few people there. And we still wrote about it because we thought that the issue was worth still reporting and talking about. Um, and like you said, maybe, maybe the fact that only five people were there 
says something about how people are mobilizing around this issue. Yeah, well, we can come back to the numbers in a minute because I think there's some interesting questions about the numbers themselves. But let's move on to uh, Lindsay Winkley, who is uh, uh, moving in to fill Christina Davis's shoes as the weekend editor. And Lindsay, this uh, you'll be the editor, I think, on the coverage this weekend uh, of the um, uh, anti-gun violence protests. So uh, when you're handling stories like that, I guess the question for me would be, uh, how do you uh, in real time handle issues of fairness and balance in stories like that when uh, you're really, as a reporter, out immersed in one side of the story and information is coming at you from the people you're talking to. Difficult to fact check, all sorts of uh, ideas take hold in those settings. And there might be speakers who who uh, have uh, have their own set of facts that may or may not be correct. It's uh, sort of a tough situation as a journalist. How, how do you approach that? Yeah, um, well, gratefully, you know, I often don't have to make those kinds of difficult decisions all on my own. <laughs> we do have a team of people who sort of think about those things. I think with the gun violence situation, it's a little bit easier um, because this is a conversation that's been happening for a really long time. And so there are a lot of voices who have spoken very eloquently on both sides about this issue maybe not at the particular protest, but the language is there, the opinion is there. Um, so I don't think that that situation will be quite as hard as say a hyper-local issue where you've got you know, very loud, very eloquent, or maybe sometimes not as eloquent protesters who are speaking deeply about an issue. And it's a lot harder to get the perspective of the person or even the topic that is being debated at that space. Um, so I think for, you know, just to focus on this weekend, um, it should be easy enough for the reporter who's tasked or even myself to do some digging beforehand to make sure that we have a decent idea of sort of the highlights, the top points of individuals who maybe aren't out there, uh, you know, railing against gun violence or um, even just capturing the conversation at a nat national level to give that protest important context. Um, I think the fact checking can be more difficult. So, you know, when you're at a protest, people say all kinds of things and sometimes those things aren't right. Um, and so the, you know, I think that's when we have to lean on each other at the newsroom um, and make sure that we're sort of moving through copy with a critical eye to make sure that uh, everything is correct. Um, and that just, I think that that's just ensuring that you're making sure that you're reading things really carefully. Um, and not just taking for granted that everything that you hear is going to be right. Um, I think that we've gotten a lot of practice uh, at that, though, over the last several years, um, just with a lot of, you know, breaking news, especially. I mean, especially things on sort of the public safety beat. Um, you know, people can make a lot of claims, especially when uh, they are emotionally invested in a topic. And you just have to take a moment to step back and make sure that we're getting it right. Yeah, I mean, good fundamental of journalism, right? We don't take yes. things at face value. Uh, and uh, I also think in this coverage of live events, uh, uh, an important point in our newsroom guidelines is the one that says, if, as journalists, we're obligated to present uh, uh, different perspectives on the issues. So 
Uh, it's really not the job of, I guess in this case, Second Amendment advocates to be there confronting the uh, uh, anti-gun violence uh, uh, demonstrators in order to have their perspective uh, um, included in the story. That's the obligation of a journalist to uh, present the fullness of the story. And I, I think that can be a challenge. And I think that's a principle that I see violated in coverage in the industry in general, right? Like, uh, you know, we often, you often you get what I saw and what I heard and you're left thinking, boy, what about the rest of that story? Yeah, you know, I, I think I'll be honest, I think as a much younger reporter, I sort of leaned that way, right? Like I'm at this thing and none of those people are here. So why is it my responsibility to portray that perspective? But as a more mature reporter, maybe as a more experienced reporter, uh, often that issue, that side of things is part of the reason why the event is happening in the first right. place. If there wasn't a, um, a tumultuous debate going on sort of across the uh, you know, across the country or even across a community about an issue, uh, then it wouldn't be a bunch of people who are gathering to speak loudly about it. And so I think to me, if you don't include that other side, then you're not properly contextualizing why people would want to be there in the first place. Right, right. I think that's well said. Yeah, I mean, to me, fairness isn't the obligation of the uh, people on the stage. Fairness is the obligation of the journalist. So that's our job. Um, uh, I know you have got some other things that, that you were interested in talking about, uh, talking about on this, uh, uh, Lindsay, but uh, first yeah. I wanted to go to Laura. And uh, so Laura, as the managing editor, you're, you're responsible for uh, prioritizing uh, the, uh, the news agenda for the Union Tribune. And so this question of, you know, how big was the event? How many people turned out uh, is part of it. And um, I, I know we've had instances where participants in events feel like, hey, uh, I was there and there were hundreds of people there and uh, uh, you didn't put it on the front page. So, so share with me a little bit how you think about the numbers and the, and the prominence of the news. And if you have any examples of, uh, of, uh, of, of instructive cases, you might want to throw them in here. <laughs> Yeah, we've, we've got a, a history of, of instructive cases, probably. Um, as, as we've been discussing, the numbers are part of it. And certainly the easy calls are when thousands or tens of thousands of people turn out somewhere. It, it's a pretty easy call of how to, how to play that and the prominence that we would give it in, in the paper and on the website. Um, I think some, and as Christina mentioned, we have many conversations uh, among the editors and, and the reporters and the editors when these issues come up. And even in real time, we'll consult and um, talk about what the right call is. I think some issues, because of the prominence and the urgency of the issue, we choose to treat a little bit differently. Lindsay was making the point about the national context of the marches that are going to happen this weekend. And we've had several instances in which San Diego is among 
several cities in which there are kind of coordinated marches happening, whether it's against gun violence or it's the women's marches or it's uh, marches on one side or the other regarding abortion. And that is part of the calculation when there is a large national movement and San Diego is a part of that, that plays into our decision-making. So there may be a march on Washington that draws a million people. Well, we aren't gonna have a million people marching in San Diego, but you know, a thousand people here is part of that bigger story. Um, We've also had instances in, in which the topic itself, and I'm thinking about some of the issues surrounding the pandemic and issues about reopening and mask wearing. We covered a lot of protests that if you were just to look at it numerically, maybe we would have said, oh, I don't know if that particular protest would rise to the front page but it's part of a very heated, controversial debate about either wearing masks or uh, uh, having schools close. And so the, the numbers are, are only one part of that story and one piece of the puzzle as we're trying to think about what is the right play and prominence for, for those marches. Okay, that's a good segue. So, so what uh, what about the quality of the ideas or information on display? Because by covering these events, we're giving a platform to uh, 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 the, the agenda of the group. Right. Uh, even if we meet the Lindsay test and uh, um, you know present the fullness of the debate around the issue. By giving display, uh, we're legitimizing or promoting at least the question, if not the answer presented by the group, right? So I'm thinking of the Stop the Steal rallies, where uh, numbers of people, I think big numbers at one point, uh, fueled by disinformation and in the uh, pursuit of spreading disinformation, uh, put together groups of people to stand out and and uh, and uh, promote the propaganda around the election. And um, we we were faced with, on the one hand, ignoring it, and on the other hand, uh, uh, giving a platform to disinformation. Well, how did we uh, sort through the idea of the numbers versus the ideas? Well, I think that's a, a great example, and and. We've had several examples, you know, QAnon is another great example, I think. Um, And I think, obviously, our mission is to report and promote the truth. And ignoring those kinds of protests or demonstrations, to my mind, is, is not necessarily helping to promote the truth by, by simply ignoring them. I think we have an obligation to use our skill, our knowledge, our research, our uh, the platform that we do have 
to report accurately what's going on in our community. Thousands of people are turning out for a rally based on disinformation. I would argue we have an obligation to report that and to report it fully and to report the truth of what is happening. And I, I do think it's difficult. We don't want to amplify or encourage disinformation. We certainly do not want to amplify hate when hate groups uh, have a, a rally or a protest. But I think we do a disservice to our community if we say we're going to take the posture of ignoring these. Yeah, yeah very interesting uh, debate and one that we've had uh, within the newsroom and uh, might, uh, I'm sure, be something we return to on a future podcast. Lindsay, I wanted to get back to you on sort of the other side of the coin, uh, uh, which is the... Um, the importance of some of these events that touch on national issues within the community. And I know you said the other day, boy, covering these events uh, was, was, it can be a real experience and understanding how meaningful they are in people's lives. I just thought uh, you might want to share that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons why I think, we go to these events and, you know, it's not just to capture sort of the microcosm of this national conversation. I think it's being with the people in our community who are impassioned and touched by these topics. Right. Um, and I think that that's a really important job as journalists is to embed in the community, to know people deeply and to know their positions, which is why it does get a little tricky when you're talking about things that are filled with disinformation um, you know, and how do you combat that? Uh, but I think especially for national issues like this, something that's really important to remember is the reason why protests are happening all across the country is because that issue touches this community in a specific way. You know, gun violence is this really large topic and a lot of people are figuring out what our next step should be to combat that. But gun violence happens right here. Uh, you know, and gun violence affects communities right here. And how do we bring that into our reporting on these big topics to make sure that people understand that this isn't some 30,000 foot conversation that we're having, you know, in Washington. Uh, this is a conversation that neighbors are happening, are having um, when their uh, community member uh, dies in a shooting, you know. And I think that it's important to make sure that we're, focusing on the language of the national conversation, but not drowning out the ways in which that issue affects us here at home. Thank you, Lindsay. Um, uh, and thank you, Laura and Christina. Luis? Thank you very much, Jeff. That does it for this special edition of San Diego News Fix. Don't forget to listen to San Diego News Fix with Christy Totten for an in-depth look at local stories making headlines throughout the week. You can find San Diego News Fix wherever you get your podcasts. For everyone at the San Diego Union Tribune, thank you very much for listening. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>